Boxing fans around the world, thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And we're going to talk about uh, some trickle-down effects in the world of boxing, starting off with the WBO, who has ordered a fight, and that has a trickle-down effect with respect to Shakur Stevenson. So here we go. The WBO World Championship Committee has ordered the commencement of negotiations for a clash between current WBO junior lightweight champion Emmanuel Navrate and number two rated lightweight Dennis Berenchik for the vacant WBO lightweight title formerly held by Devin Haney. So the parties have 15 days to reach an agreement. And if if accord is not reached, uh, within that time frame, purse bid procedures will be ordered with a minimum acceptable bid of one thousand sorry, one hundred and fifty thousand US dollars. So, as as told to us in a, in a great little article on, let's have a quick look here, Boxing247.com, written by James Slater, very credible uh, author in the world of boxing. You probably know him. Uh, the big boxing news story of the day, and not so much uh, of that fight being ordered, uh, but will Shakur Stevenson really retire at the age of 26 with so much ahead of him? So, Slater's asking, do we really believe Shakur Stevenson, who posts on social media, that he's now done? Uh, and this is in the wake, okay, of uh, in the wake of hearing that the WBO had ordered that fight between Navarrete and Brinchik. Okay, so in the wake of hearing that, Shakur Stevenson goes to social media and announces retirement from the sport of boxing. But are we to believe him? Uh, because, as Slater points out, Tyson Fury's retired. Teofimo Lopez has retired. And along comes Shakur Stevenson, insisting he's done. But nobody really believes Stevenson, so including us here at Talk and Fight. Uh, so let's, let's have a quick uh, read here. Maybe the gifted, unbeaten Southpaw will take a break from the ring. This as he continues to wait for the big fights with the likes of Vasily Lomachenko, George Kambosos winner, Tank Davis, and others. But he will be back, a sure Slater. Stevenson's 21-0, by the way, will fight again. And one fight fan has already asked, what else would Stevenson do with his life? Sure, he could become a trainer, but with so much natural talent, Stevenson would be crazy to fail to fully realize it. What Stevenson wants and deserves is a fair shake with his fellow elites agreeing to face him in the ring and with the promoters doing their utmost to make these fights happen. There may have been something that happened very recently that served to tick Shakur off. However, and that this is the reason he he, reflex, he reflexively took to Twitter X to make his shock retirement announcement. Maybe this something was the news of how three-weight champion Emmanuel Navarrete will fight Dennis Brinchik for the vacant WBO lightweight title, or the fight at least having been ordered by the WBO. Stevenson actually posted how news of this order fight is sickening. So was this the last straw for Shakur? Maybe, says Slater. But... Only time will tell if Stevenson really does retire, but until he vacates his WBC 135-pound title, fans will, of course, remain hugely skeptical. Also, Stevenson has one fight left to honor with his deal with Top Rank. So let's see if Stevenson honors his one-fight deal and then continues on with his career as a free agent. So it might be a big story today, but it's not really a story at all, in the words of uh, Slater out of uh, Boxing247.com. Anyway... Another story out of boxnews24.com. Paulie Malignati and Tim Bradley 
over in the UK both doubt that Jaime Munguia will be picked by Canelo Alvarez in May for his debut on Amazon Prime pay-per-view. Malik Nagy says undisputed super middleweight champion Canelo Alvarez doesn't fight Mexicans and Munguia 43 and 0, 34 knockouts. Being that he's uh, from Mexico is automatically ruled out of the sweepstakes. Pauly notes that only exceptions Canelo has made in the past for fighting Mexican fighters were against Alfredo Angulo and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., neither of which were the greatest in shape uh, career-wise when they fought him. Munguia, 27, is coming off a big ninth-round technical knockout win over John Ryder, as I announced the other day, over in Phoenix, and he looked quite impressive uh, in that fight. Uh, that punching power, youthfulness, and volume – uh, that he brings into the ring, that's entertaining to the eye. That's what the fans want to see, said boxing, said Tim Bradley about Jaime Munguia. However, Canelo is a technician, tactical, good defense. He knows how to break you down. And that right hand would be there because Ryder couldn't miss with his right hook, uh, said Rip Bradley. Hmm. Sounds like they're being a bit defensive. If Munguia is as reckless is as reckless against Canelo as he did uh, in the fight uh, against Ryder, he'll get picked apart and likely be stopped. Munguia gets hit too easily, and Canelo has the power and counterpunching ability to make him miserable. You would think a guy would understand, I better keep my left hand up, but Munguia didn't. He doesn't care to eat punches in the face of Bradley. It's entertaining, but if he continues to take that kind of punishment little by little, he'll start to break down. So why wouldn't Canelo fight him, I might ask. But the fact that he's 27 years old, he's strong, he's vibrant, he can bounce back and he can take those shots, he's going to continue to move forward. I'd love to see him fight Canelo, but I doubt it. Uh, why not? Uh, here we go, good name. We've often mentioned here when talking fight. Why not Christian Mabili? Or put him in the ring with Edgar Berlanga or even Benavidez, said Bradley. Uh, Berlanga is a realistic option for Munguia because his promoter, Eddie Hearn, wants to make that fight. So let's have a quick look and see what uh, Eddie Hearn has to say, courtesy of BoxingScene.com. Eddie Hearn is well aware that Jaime Munguia multiplied his options and ascended into a higher tax bracket by stopping John Ryder in impressive fashion Saturday night. Uh, I might also add that Eddie Hearn is eating his words right now because he claimed that Ryder would knock out uh, Munguia. Hearn considers Canelo Alvarez and David Benavidez realistic potential opponents for Munguia now that he has his type of win against legitimate super middleweight contender of his record. Oh, really? Uh, if it were up to Hearn, however, he would match Munguia against Edgar Berlanga next. The British promoter, whose company Matchroom Boxing represents Berlanga, hopes to re-engage in negotiations with Oscar De La Hoya's Golden Boy uh, to put together a Munguia-Berlanga bout. If Munguia doesn't land what would be a higher profile fights against Alvarez, 62 and 2, I might add, on May 4th, or Benavidez undefeated 28 0, or on another date. Uh, Brooklyn's Berlanga 21 0, also must beat Belfast by Drake McCrory 18 0 on February 24th at Carib Royal Orlando in Florida. Uh, but the zone has exclusive content agreements with Golden Boy and Matchroom, and its executives have expressed interest in streaming the Mungia Berlanga to its subscribers. So let's see what happens. Um, Hearn said, for me, I think Munguia has two or three really big fights out there for him. I mean, Benavidez's fight is a huge fight. Canel Alvarez's huge fight. Berlanga is Mexico against Puerto Rico. If Berlanga can look good on Friday, uh, sorry, on February 24th, and I think Munguia is a very exciting young fighter. He's 43-0, great style. And, you know, he's obviously not my decision. But if I had my way, it would be Edgar Berlanga. But Munguia has a lot of options ahead of him. So that goes on. All right, let's move along to the women. 
Uh, world champion Sandy Ryan will defend her WBO welterweight title against fellow Britain Terry Harper on the 23rd of March in Sheffield. Uh, that's part of that uh, pre-announced matchroom uh, spring schedule that I'd mentioned a week or two ago. Uh, Ryan, 30 years old, makes a second defense of her belt as Harper, 27, aims to become a three-division champion. Uh, in another fight, we're going to see undefeated Rian Dixon uh, in her first world title match in Manchester on the 13th of April, who will face uh, Karen Karabajal for the WBO belt. So some good matchups coming our way in the women's divisions over in the UK. Um, but it doesn't end there. Uh, I wanted to mention um, uh, the, the New Zealand ladies who are fighting uh, under Peach uh, Boxing's uh, brand. Peach Boxing, we've mentioned often here on Talk and Fight, uh, mainly because of their, their brilliant work with Miyamoto. Uh, Mia's been on Talking Fight and interviewed by as many times, and deservedly so. She's a, she's a great champion and a great young lady uh, and a great uh, fighter. Anyway, out of, out of uh, New Zealand, we're going to see some more uh, fights courtesy of Peach Boxing coming up. And I wanted to mention one coming up. It's called Lethal Ladies. It'll take place at the ABA Stadium on the 23rd of February. It's being promoted by Peach Boxing, and they'll showcase their amateur and professional boxing uh, with the co-main event between Aaron Walsh versus Sarah um, Bulatini and Emma Nesbitt versus uh, Leti Nonavu. Uh, I want to just quickly mention uh, Emma Nesbitt here. Let me have a... This is uh, courtesy of our friends over at womenboxing.com and Sue Fox. Let's have a quick look at Nesbitt. Uh, Emma Nesbitt, yes. Emma Nesbitt competes in a variety of combat sports, including MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, uh, professional boxing, and many more. She's already won a variety of titles in combat sports, and now she's being trained over at Peach Boxing for both amateur and professional bouts. Uh, prior to joining Peach, Nesbitt made her professional boxing debut in uh, June 2023, where she fought Holly uh, McMath, uh, losing by unanimous decision. Since joining Peach, her in-ring skills have improved tremendously. Mimoto cornered Nesbitt in her first fight under Peach Boxing in July 2023. Um, that's probably where she came to the attention of Peach Boxing. Last November, uh, Nesbitt returned to professional boxing when she fought Thailand's uh, Quinchit Kinyaja. One of the most notable things seen in the fight was the explosive body shots Nesbitt gave her opponent throughout the four rounds. Nesbitt won the fight handily by unanimous decision, achieving her first professional boxing win. Uh, Isaac Peach stated that Nesbitt is young and in 2024 will be a big learning year for her as she progresses through professional boxing. Good stuff for Nesbitt. We really look forward to seeing these young women uh, out of New Zealand. And of course, the young women also coming out of uh, uh, Australia as well. Uh, for my final story of the day, uh, let's mention a, a great book that's just been released, uh, written by Melissa Smith, who's also been interviewed uh, here on Talk and Fight uh, by, I believe, uh, uh, Brooke Deerdorf. Let's have a quick look here. Uh, the story reads, A timely exploration of modern women's boxing from its first inclusion in the 2012 Olympics to today, featuring such trailblazers as Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, Clarissa Shields, and more. On April 30th, 2022, the first boxing super fight of the era, headlined by two women, uh, fought at Madison Square Garden, lived up to its hype, and, uh, and then some. Uh, the two contestants fought the battle 
of their lives in front of a sold-out crowd and garnering 1.5 million views through online streaming. And it would be the culmination of a long three centuries and uh, women's boxing history, uh, a history fought with highs and lows, but always imbued with the heart and passion of the women who fought. Fantastic stuff. The book's called The Promise of Women's Boxing. And as you all know in Talk and Fight, uh, we are proud promoters of women in the ring and constantly, constantly are telling you uh, who's up and coming and, and also mentioning the results when champions go toe-to-toe as well. And not only in UK and US or Canada, but around the world. We love to hear their stories, so please feel free to contact us and send them their stories from wherever you are in the world. I'd like uh, to thank you for joining me today here on Talk and Fight. Uh, remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Time.